0: Hello and welcome to the Family Twist Podcast. I'm Corey Stolz, one half of the team with my partner, Kendall Austin Stolz. Thanks for making us part of your day. If you're a first time listener, we are all about revealing hidden pasts and fostering a sense of community among people experiencing the unexpected twists and turns a family story could take, often unlocked through DNA discoveries. Today, we're beginning the story of Jennifer, a stalwart advocate with DNA angels who had a reality shattering revelation after taking a routine DNA test. Get ready for an intimate dive into how our genetic history can sometimes completely upend our understanding of who we are, calling into question everything we thought we knew about our families and ourselves.
1: Well, I know that you are with DNA Angels, and I suspect I already know the answer to this question, but did your DNA discovery come first, or was your advocacy work first?
2: My discovery came first.
1: I thought so. I thought so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell me about that. What was that like?
2: Oh my goodness. We'll say it was a very slow unfolding of the discovery. Mm. I took my DNA test with Ancestry in 2017, I think it was.
1: So did I. That's just like a magical year. So many of our guests did the same thing. But anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Wow.
2: Yeah, that well, it was a pivotal year for many of us, I I suppose. I took the test and And I remember like thinking, Oh my goodness, my aunt and my uncle, they both said they took it, but they're not showing up as a match. And I thought that was odd. I just was like, well, who knows? I am a little, like little less Italian than I thought. And there's some weird Belgian in there. That's interesting. That's probably just from way back in the line and that carried Mm. on stronger than the rest. And I kind of just wrote everything off. I had close matches from my mom's family and, Mm. and, I called Ancestry because I was like, I feel like <laughs> I look back and it's amazing what we can do to rationalize something that doesn't make sense. Yep. <laughs> and I called them and I said, I feel like you guys mixed my results because I have my mom's matches, but none of my dad's as if, right? As if right. they can take right. your biological DNA, split it, give you back one parent and somebody else's parents. Because I was like, my aunt and uncle both told me they took a test here, but they don't show up.
0: Hmm. And
2: they said to me, well, the database is growing rapidly. Hang in there, right? There's updates all the time. You never know what's going to come tomorrow. And mm-hmm. I just was like, oh, okay. And I lost three years. Wow. Three years. I was just like, wow. okay. And I look, it just out of sight, out of mind. They're, they took a test. They'll show up next time I look, they'll be there. And I just hadn't right. looked. And then in 2020... Couldn't even tell you what prompted it. But I was like, let me just go see if I have any new matches. And I had my top paternal match. It was either, I didn't know at the time if it was like a half first cousin or first cousin once removed. I didn't even know what a first cousin once removed was. Mm -hmm. But it was this close match and they lived a town over. Wow. And I thought, what the heck? So that kind of stopped me in my tracks, right? So I'm doing some research and I was like, I don't know who this is that person's probably adopted or something mm-hmm. right still just rationalizing this yeah. away and i decided to reach out to him one day and i just said and it was just still so naive i just said i really would like to understand how we're related are you willing to help me figure this out and he wrote back and was like love to I don't want to share any of my living family information, but we can talk about deceased. And I was like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. So we worked through it. And, and then I was like, Oh my God. And it was just this moment where I thought this is something's up. And it hit me Mm -hmm. like a ton of bricks. I mean, literally after three Mm -hmm. years, it hit Mm -hmm. me like a ton of bricks. And I said, Oh my God, I don't think my dad is my dad. Mm -hmm. And At that point in time, so I'm I'm South Jersey, I got a little bit of the, my husband will say stubborn, I can get into the nitty gritty and get out of my way because I've got something I've got to figure out. And I got into that mood. And this was like all encompassing for me for probably three weeks Hmm. where if I wasn't sleeping, I was doing this. I mean, literally, Mm -hmm. even when I was eating, I was at my computer. Wow. And I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So if I look at my matches today, my case is so easy that it's one of the ones Mm -hmm. that we would give an angel who's in training. Because we're like, Mm -hmm. here's an easy cut and dry case. We're going to show you how to methodically sort the matches and how to methodically map the matches. You're going to have dad in about an hour. But I didn't have those skills. So it took me a week. And I ingenuity, right, when you're like, I'm dying to figure this out. I exported every name from his family tree and hmm. and then I chunked it away. So I had this long list of names and I was like, all right, remove all the females, gone. Remove all the men who died before he would have been conceived, gone. Right. Remove all of the men. And you had to be careful because of travel. So I was like, just because he lived in California doesn't mean he couldn't come to New Jersey or my mom right. went to California whatever. So you start to get a little more careful with who you're chunking away. And, and I had stumbled across two brothers who looking at my top matches tree, he would have been a close relative of them. So Mm -hmm. that looked nice. I didn't know what it meant, but it, it looked good.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: they lived two towns over. Wow. And I thought, okay, okay. So this is something, but still, without really having any kind of method behind me, I felt like I was just grasping at straws.
1: Sure. Well, and it probably makes you feel so unsure, right? Like as you're walking through that, like, what am I doing? And that that must, that must've been almost overwhelming.
2: It was overwhelming. And it was the scary part about it was, am I going, like it was the amount of, of weight that I put on my own shoulders for what I was responsible for on how this might impact other people's families, Mm -hmm. that, that was almost paralyzing that I had put on this front of, without the, like this ridiculous determination to figure it out. I was also as ridiculously determined to not upset anybody's life. And Mm -hmm. those two things are really hard to reconcile Yes, when you're feeling reckless, but you're feeling extremely fragile at the same time. Yeah,
1: definitely had some of those same feelings when I found my family. And Corey was right. When I found my family on my mother's side, he's like, Kendall, before you dive in there, just keep in mind, they might not know you exist. And he was exactly right because they didn't. Yeah, my mother, her husband knew about me, but her children didn't. Her husband's whole family didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I was this dirty secret that had been kept for 47 years by that point. Mm. And still to this day, believe it or not, supposedly, even though my mother's other children know about me, supposedly her husband's family still doesn't know mm. six years later. So it's just weird. But yeah, I hear you. I, I guess I'm selfish enough, though, that at that moment in time, I was like, I found them. I found them. I don't want to miss one more moment, even though I thought Corey was giving me good advice. I definitely didn't take it. (laughs) I just dove right in.
2: I think you heard him, but what choice you can't tiptoe into it. There is no other way, right? There is no other way. I mean, the first step is going to be you have to open that door. You can open it slowly or you can open it with a wham, but this door has to open. And then we can figure out with what speed we want to move forward.
1: When you're making these discoveries, were you discussing it with your mother and the man that you thought was your father?
2: No, no. So a little bit, my, so my mom and dad, I, when I say my dad, I'm talking about the man that raised me. He's, he's my dad, my mom and dad have been married. So I was born in 79. They got married in 78. They are still to this day, very much in love with each other.
1: Oh, that's wonderful.
2: And I have an older sister that we knew was from my dad's first marriage. And then I have a younger sister from my mom and dad. And the, again, the fear that I had with knowing how much they love each other and my mom grew up in a dysfunctional home and Mm -hmm. was really, really sensitive to conflict and any type of upset. And my dad has always been very protective of her. Mm -hmm. My biggest fear when figuring this out you go through all this. Okay. So was mom, am I a product of rape? Was mom attacked? Does mom even know that? I mean, mom must know that I might not be dad. There's no way mom doesn't know that that's possible, but does dad know?
1: Exactly. Am I the
2: product of an affair? Does dad know if like, if so, does dad know that mom had an affair? So again, just wait on the shoulder. I might tear the family apart with saying, Hey, I found this out. Mm -hmm. You know, I could talk to my mom if I chose to, but mom was super fragile and I didn't want to talk to my dad because, because he might not know. Right. This is one of my funniest things and I have pictures of it. I have a background in project management and my Mm -hmm. younger sister is a teacher Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: every year we do. Just a sister's weekend. No husband, no kids. Yep. We go yep. random places and it's lovely. And back in 2020, when all this was happening, we went to Woodstock and we were in the cabin. Just the two of us have just had dinner and we had like our little cheese and grapes and some wine and everything. And broke <laughs> we broke out those big wall sticky post-it notes. Yeah. Yep. And we made flow charts. And it was <laughs> like okay, here's the situation. Does mom know? And we go this way. Yes. No. And then we talk about Mm -hmm. how do we tell her? What does Does dad know this, 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 does this, we had an angle for whatever way the conversation would go all in preparation really to just try to control the outcome of me saying, what the heck guys, I don't think you ever told me who my father is. And hmm. we even laughed about that coming from a different family. It might have been a whole different scenario where it's like, what the? Ha- I just took this test. What's up with this? Everybody sit right. down. And I was just like, toot, toot. navigate through this because you can only do it once.
1: Yep. And I think I would have done exactly what you did. I mean, mm-hmm. my scenario is so different because I was adopted by both parents and always knew that and was hoping to find my birth family. But mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, I, I can I can imagine how guarded you you want to <sighs> you want to protect them all, you know. Yes. Yeah. And
2: it's it's just it's a silly thing to own, and that's what, one of the things that we say a lot now is you are not responsible for this. I'm a I am a result of this. If there is upheaval or if there are emotions that need to be dealt with, deal with them. But I didn't create the situation. I only right. uncovered it.
1: And it was so different because when you were born and when I was born, DNA wasn't something that we oh. ever thought. You know what I mean? Like if it were happening today, if somebody had an affair today, they better be thinking this is going to come out. You know what I mean? But <laughs> but whereas back then, the yeah. likelihood that many, many people could keep those things private, it was real. I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. And, and I actually say that often who would have ever thought back then that dna would be used recreationally nobody would ever thought that so my mother was pregnant when she and my father met and she told him cuz he thought she was really pretty and he wanted to dance with her what she's told me is he wanted to dance with her and she said no and started to cry she just found out she was pregnant and oh. she said i'm pregnant and you don't you don't want to get caught up with me and he he said cuz he was in the navy and was just there temporarily, like stationed at that spot. And he had said he has a daughter and he's a single Mm -hmm. parent too. And a baby's never bad news. And I just want to have a dance with you. And so she danced with him and he said he fell in love with her at that dance, but he'd known my whole life.
1: Wow. And kept telling her,
2: you have to tell her, you have Mm. to tell her. One day I was making meatballs And I remember I had been talking to a therapist and I had been talking to my sisters and I'd been talking to my husband, like everybody but my mom and dad. I remember like it was yesterday, just standing in my kitchen, rolling the meatballs. And and I was like, what? I'm done. And I Mm -hmm. put them in and I I said to my husband, do me a favor, stir the sauce. I'm going to mom's. Don't wait up. And I just walked out the door. Oh, and I said, I said, and I need you. And I grabbed his hands and I still get, I still can feel this in my throat. I grabbed his hands and I said, and I need you to tell me that I'm strong and everything's going to be okay. Mm
0: -hmm. And he
2: just looked at me and he was like, you are strong and everything's Mm going to be okay. And I'll handle the sauce. And I walked (laughs) out the door (laughs) and my mother says that as soon as I knocked on the door, she answered and I said, mm-hmm. Mom, can we talk for a minute? And she said she knew right away why really? I was there.
1: Wow. And I was wow. like,
2: oh, my God. So I said, I have been. I took the ancestry test. This is some of the things that I've discovered. And she was like, I don't know. I don't know who it is. I don't know who your father oh. is. And I said, OK, OK. I've got it down to some possibilities. Maybe can I throw you some names and you can see if anything rings a bell. And she said, okay. And I gave her the names of these two brothers. And she was like, it's that one.
1: And she knew,
2: she always knew. She just was paralyzed in this fear. They dated, they dated for Hmm. quite some, like, I don't know how long, but they dated.
1: Wasn't like a one-time thing. Yeah.
2: She knew his first name, his last name. She knew his brothers, like she knew, she knew. Wow! But she was paralyzed in the fear and in the shame And I say this because it goes back to what you said, Uh, 1979, my mom and dad made the agreement that I was his daughter and I never knew anything else. He's on my birth certificate. He loved me just like loves me, just like he loves my sisters. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm his child and that's it. And she buried it so deep. She said she was going to take it to her grave. She never told me because I was doing really good and she didn't want to bring me down. I was going Hmm. through a hard time and she didn't want to make it worse. I was too young and I wouldn't understand. I got too old and what difference would it make? So it was just rationalized away. Right. You know? And I,
1: I hear parts of that in my, cause I've never, I've never spoken to my birth mother. And when I hear my sisters, her daughter's, Explanations about why she doesn't want to connect with me—kind of those same things Mm -hmm. come up. What I mean, like I've just suppressed it for so long, and I think she also worried that I would have animosity Mm. toward her. But my parents were 15 and 16 when I was born. I mean, they had no control. I mean, both families' stories go that. Both of my parents wanted to keep me like my dad apparently went to his parents and said, let me get married. I mean, how silly would that have been? But let me get married to her and we'll raise the kid. Or, or even if true. you won't let me get married, let me let, let us stay together. That yeah. sort of thing. I don't have children, but and even as an adoptee, I think if my 15 year old daughter and 16 year old, the boy came to me, I'd have been like, don't oh, no, that doesn't sound really smart. A, I had a wonderful relationship with my adoptive mm-hmm. parents. They were fantastic people. Mm-hmm. Yes, they died quite young. So that part, that's the sad part of my story. But I wouldn't trade my experience with them for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I i love, I've met my birth father. Corey and I moved from San Francisco right after meeting my birth family to to live near my mm-hmm. birth father and two of his other three kids. So that's the reason we're on the East Coast now. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, it, it's it's amazing, and I love having them in my life. But my parents are always going to be my parents, just like you feel about your dad.
2: Yeah, he's you know? my dad. But that's yeah, that's so the shame um, that so there's a few things that as a search angel we see often, and that's I mean, so it can go either way. Sometimes it's nobody knew. She never told anybody. She's one of the girls who was sent away, and. Mm-hmm whether it was her choice or her parents made her or whatever the case, it was nobody knew. And if they knew, they never talked about it. So the younger generations didn't know, or it's, we've been looking for you forever. I'm so glad. And it can go either way or it's go away. We see that too. Right. Go away. Like we had one client got a cease and desist. That was like, do not contact this family again. Wow. So you never know what to expect, but, Even with all of the different scenarios, what we see regularly, because you can't you can't impact the outcome or I should say you can't dictate what the outcome will be. You can't dictate the outcome. But there's always this underlying thing of shame. Always, Mm -hmm. always. And it goes from like the mother, my mother, maybe it sounds like potentially your mother. I don't know why I didn't tell you I was so young and I don't I shouldn't have even Been getting myself pregnant. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. And it's like, we're all kids. Cut yourself a break. We all make
1: mistakes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Cut
2: yourself a break. Like, let's just. And then, and then there's also, oh well, it looks like my grandma must have got around because there's like so many broken lines here. And it's like, hold your grandmother. Exactly. Have a little bit of respect. This is also the woman who raised you and loved you. And and we have to be forgiving because these emotions are real. The mm-hmm. pain is real and it's going to come out in a way that's not pretty. And mm-hmm. there has to be room for that. But it also, we ha- I, I always encouraged people to come back around. Like you said, we all have made mistakes. Mm-hmm. We've all made bad judgment calls and none of us are perfect. So I think it just is, it's just a hard situation. It is. And how many people will say the other like the other thing is how many people will say, oh, but that's still your dad. And just leave it alone. It doesn't matter. And it's like Mm. you let me know when you find out that your dad, who you knew and loved and knows and loves you, isn't your biological relative. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's still my dad, but I don't look like him.
1: Right. Right. And
2: I've always wondered why, and I'll try to be like I'm the only one in my family with lighter hair and blue eyes, only one. Hmm. And my mom will always say, "Well, you look like my dad." So oh. I'm just like, okay, I guess I can somewhat see it. Somewhat, right. I can I can make myself believe that, right? Just yeah. like I can make myself believe that the matches will update, and my aunt and uncle are <laughs> right. I can make myself believe that. But then I saw a picture of my biological father and I am the spitting image of him. Wow. Spitting image down to one dimple on the right cheek. Wow. Same nose, same mouth, same eyes, same. Mm.
1: So have you connected with him?
2: Not in person. We Mm. will text regularly. We don't talk on the phone. It's very safe. Mm -hmm. It's a very, it's a very safe relationship. We'll text each other news articles and interesting links to movies or we're both Mm -hmm. into U.S. like Civil War and Revolutionary War Mm -hmm. history, things like that. So he has sent me some videos in the mail and a book that his mom read that he loved. And Hmm. I think I recognize that it's the best that he can do at this point. I've offered a few times to meet him. He lives an hour from me. Wow. And I've said, I'd like to thank you for these gifts. I got very thoughtful gifts for this past Christmas in the mail. Hmm. And I said, I'd love to thank you in person. Can I take you to lunch at your favorite restaurant? And he responded with an interesting news article about the underground tunnels in New York and how they used to be used for mail. And I thought, okay, (laughs) like he's just, he can't face me.
1: (laughs) Do you whether you have other half siblings on his side?
2: I do. I have a half brother oh. and I have a half sister. Wow. My um, half sister has told me I- I'm not interested. Oh. I- I'm. She just said, I- I'm just not interested in having a relationship with you. If I ever change my mind, I'll reach out so mm. you can wait to hear from me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. The interesting thing is my my mother and my biological father, had their relationship before either one of them was married to my dad that raised me mm-hmm. or my half siblings mother. Mm-hmm. There was no affair. There was no, right. there was no right. nothing like inappropriate going on other than the fact right. that they were two young kids right? being young kids. So for my, the half sister to just, it, that kind of stings a little bit. Cause it's yeah. like, hold on. Like your dad didn't, There's no betrayal in this. Right. There is no betrayal other than me not knowing. Right. But I'm okay with that. I'm very close with the sisters that I was raised with. I never felt Mm -hmm. like I was lacking for siblings.
1: And Mm -hmm. I never,
2: I'm very close with my father that raised me. So I never had a hole for a dad. Right. Which is good. I did meet my half brother. He's, He's very interesting and hmm. it felt like we had known each other. Hmm. And it was the the weirdest thing and they talk about the genetic attraction which is a little bit about it is just to confirm for in case anybody is not familiar with the phrase is that it is not a sexual attraction. Mm-hmm. It is just a genetic attraction. So it's almost you you're drawn to things that look like you. Mm. And When I sat across from him, I actually met him almost one year ago this Hmm. month. Wow. We had lunch at a diner, safe place, me and him and my husband came and he sat across from me and it was the first time in my life that I had looked at somebody who had eyes like mine, like Hmm. that. It was like, I mean, not just the color, but I mean like the setting, the shape with with the the whole frame. And Hmm. I couldn't look away. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like,
1: yeah.
2: because all of my life I've tried to make myself fit and be like, well, you can see you guys kind of have this. And it's like, you two both have curly hair. And it's like, no, her hair is really like an entirely, we do not have the same curly hair. We right. both have hair. <laughs> right. Yeah. So to look at someone and it's like, there's no denying you two are relatives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was, it was a very very impactful experience and i never had a brother so he sends me cards for christmas and thanksgiving and my birthday and whatever and it's always hey sis and it just makes my heart mush yeah
1: of course yeah and i mean and he has a sister right so i mean another another sister so Mm -hmm. for him to embrace you i think that's wonderful Mm
0: -hmm. wow what an incredible journey you've been on so far jennifer Your courage and tenacity in uncovering those family secrets and resilient spirit you've shown is truly remarkable. It's a testament to your willingness to embrace the truth, however challenging or unexpected it may be. As we wrap up this episode, know that this is just the beginning of Jennifer's fascinating story. We've peeled back the first layer of this complex saga, warming up to the unexpected turns that await us in the next installment. Right now, you can listen to part two for more of Jennifer's thrilling exploration into her lineage, complete with more surprises, heartfelt moments, and rewarding revelations this story is far from over and we can't wait to share the next part of this captivating narrative with you all so remember stay brave stay adventurous and stay tuned because family secrets are the ultimate plot twist the family twist podcast features original music by cosmic afterthoughts and is presented by savoir fair marketing communications